All right. We are back after another absence of time to the Immersive Irony Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm here with Alex, as is usually the case these days. How are you, Alex? Hello, hello. I'm doing great. Uh, Just, uh, I mean, it's been a day and it's been a week, two weeks. And uh, I mean, my day kind of started yesterday. I don't even know where to start right now. It's, uh, I'm on fumes. (laughs) Let's go ahead and let's recap yeah. before. Let's recap before the trip. Uh, yes. This is me so quick. Uh, I went to the Great Adventure Safari because it was a drive-through. It was fun. That mm-hmm. was cool when things were just starting to you know, reopen. Uh, the next day, I got chased by a bear at an abandoned drive-through safari. Great video, that, by the way. Thank you very much. I wish it got more views, but I didn't care because I wasn't planning on making a video. And then that happened. And I was like, well, I'm going to make a video anyways. I don't care if people view it. And that's, I think that's the right way to do the YouTube. Like don't always make things that, you know, make things that you want to make. Don't always make things that, you know, are going to, you know, like I could sit here and do a Jersey devil update again, even though nothing has happened and it would get another 10,000 hits. But like, like but like that's stupid i mean i'm gonna do one once the park opens because we get to see the see it from a different perspective but yeah it's so that was a lot of fun you should definitely check it out it was called the uh warner brothers um oh god warner brothers jungle habitat yes yeah did you have any idea about this place no um as a matter of fact i was gonna say when you were walking around in it it looked like that was like anti-car track because there was that center line it was i mean okay uh, I, I mean, I, I maybe if I go back, I'm gonna maybe I'll try to source some photos from other people and and do more of a history video. I definitely want to go back at some time with um, bear repellent. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that was like the only ride they had like a, a carousel and and a few other things. But it it was a really interesting place. That I mean, it opened in '72, so pretty much it got killed by. I mean, it was probably two factors. The big factor is they saw what Great Adventure was doing with the rides and saw that was successful. And they tried to do that. And the, the town said, nah, we don't really want the traffic. And it was, they did like half a million in four years, which isn't bad. No. But, but it was still, Warner Brothers still lost money on it. So they just cut, cut it loose. So. And, and ultimately, they ended up owning the Six Flags Park anyways for a time. So. Yeah, that's the funniest thing. Yeah. <laughs> so they ended they up with had, it. Like, they had a drive through safari anyhow. Yeah. Um, so it's probably, it was probably one of those things that it, it never, it was never going to work out no matter what, just because of what was going to happen later. But yeah, that is actually hilarious. There's some crazy video though of like tigers, like the tigers just like coming up to the, the windows and like chewing on tires and like man different time i think great adventure did the tiger like interaction with the cars for like one season they were like no not anymore (laughs) (laughs) you guys are going behind a cage but that was that and then the next day or no the same day i found out i broke the internet and found out that legoland new york probably wasn't going to open this year regardless of what happened (laughs) With the whole virus, because it was a half-built park, and it looked... I mean, you, did you see my video? I did, yeah. There's there's not, there's not a lot to do. Like, a lot, yeah, lot. I mean, granted, they still had, like, four months when they got shut down, but, like, here's how bad it was. I got down from my drone flight, and I was like, Ariel, I think 
I was looking at the park, but I'm not sure because it's just one big, there was no color. So I was like expecting lots of color and there was like practically none. So it was uh, very confusing, but it was a fun video to make. It took way too long to make. <laughs> but that was it before the season actually started to, you know, start get going. So um, you did a little bit of stuff, though. That was kind of fun. You you went to a track, a race track in uh, St. Louis area, right? I did. Yeah. So I've done a couple of, of short jaunts away um, for Memorial Day. I ended up doing a driving trip. Uh, basically the genesis of it was I could go to a world of outlaws race just South of St. Louis at, uh, I 55 speedway and P of PV P of E or PVE or whatever it is, Missouri. And so I got tickets and I went and, uh, it was good. I had a good time. And, you know, I could have gone over to Branson to go on some rides, even though silver dollar city wasn't open at the time. And I just said no to that. I, I considered it. And I just kind of pushed it to the side because as, as, as much as I enjoy going to stuff like Bigfoot Fun Park, I knew it would be slammed. And I wasn't really sure how things were going to be going at that stage with like mask wearing, which is basically non-existent in a lot of states. And uh, I ended up just driving around instead. I ended up actually briefly stopping in Marceline, Missouri, which is the hometown of Walt Disney. Uh, there's a Walt Disney hometown museum there. Um, there's uh, basically where they used to have the Midget Autopia in town, which is the only ride that was ever relocated out of a Disney park. Uh, they had that right. from Disneyland, and it was there until, I want to say, the 80s, and then it was taken out. Um, they had talked about rehabbing it and putting it back in, but the money never you know, came to fruition. So there's just like a walking path uh, as to where you know, it kind of was. Um, and then, you know, went back home. I went camping a couple of weeks later at Pokagon State Park in Indiana, which I might be back at later in the winter when the um, the toboggan run is open. And this past weekend, I was on the Lake Michigan shore. Uh, I stayed in Spring Lake, I think it is, just north of Grand Haven, um, and had a good time there. So, I mean, I've been, I've been doing some stuff, but I, I haven't really gone any great distance for parks. A lot of the stuff around me just isn't open. There's Indiana beach, which opened up and apparently mask wearing doesn't exist there, which is not, um, it's neither surprising nor is it anything that I want to partake in at the moment. Yeah, I was about to like, after, before we get into my little trip, uh, I thought we'd talk about a little bit of news. Yeah. Because a lot of, especially since um, we last talked, you know, last time we talked, I was like terrified of the world. Yeah. I mean, everybody was, but I was like really terrified. I go back to it. I'm like, wow, I really sounded. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So a bunch of parks are reopening mm -hmm. like next week. Like, and a lot of them were like instantaneous almost like great adventure. Like I had no, like when they announced great adventure, I was like, ha ha funny, funny. No, like seriously, it's opening in a week and a half. I was yeah, like, I was How? shocked. I, was I can't shocked. wait to go. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I love my park, but if it's like a shit show, I'm going to show it that way. Cause I think it's going to be 
maybe not with the social distancing stuff, but just the way the park is together. Like, I just don't know how because like, like I know that most employees, because you know the Facebook group that I occasionally just browse, you know some of the parents are saying, "Oh, my kid was called in like last week for training." I'm like, "That's it." Like, okay, great. So, uh, but lots of parks are closing or so some parks are actually closing now, which is bad. Um, Arizona just shut down all water parks. I was going to say, yeah, I was interested to find out, like, it's surprising to me that the water parks are part of that and not castles and coasters. Is it not? I don't know. Like it's not a water park. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm just saying that that's like, I can see that being the biggest hot zone ever. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, I guess there'd be more interest in going to a water park when it's 109 out than castles and coasters. But still, like, I I would have to see. I guess my my thing is this: I you know we're seeing parks reopen, and as of right now, outdoor recreation is not being tied to any outbreaks, and. One of the really interesting things that has been seen thus far is that Wisconsin continues to have decreased numbers, but their primary recreation areas, you know, like in Wisconsin Dells, like it's all indoor stuff, indoor water parks. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to think of the way to, to put this. I'm, I'm surprised by this to some, I'm not surprised by it, to great degree, because I kind of always expected the outdoor recreation stuff to be safer than indoor, but I just think that a lot of governors and public health people haven't figured out how to parse that information out. But I also think that they're, like people need to actually socially distance a little bit. Like that's the, the gift of being outdoors is like, you don't have to be next to everybody all the time. Like there's no need that for that. Is what, I mean, I'm talking, the parks I've gone to, most of them I've been to. I really don't. And like recently, and I think I've talked about it on the podcast. So I don't really feel any need to need to really talk about the parks. It's more about my experience with this and how I think it's going and how I think it's not going. And that's, that's, that's pretty much what I was thinking about talking about. Yeah. Um, of course, I'll talk a little bit about my opinions of the rides, but because some have changed and it's a crazy hot take that it's going to shock everyone, including myself. Wow. Okay. And um, I don't believe it myself. I, I think I'm crazy. So I'm going to guess that deals with today. No, or, no, 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 or no, with, no, 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 okay. no, 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 Let's say two RMCs. Okay. That, that always stirs up the internet, doesn't it? All right. All right. Um, but uh, other news we have, um, Nintendo World is uh, getting delayed to uh, not this summer in Japan. Yeah, I that's not that surprising. I don't think. No, um, I don't understand why you'd open that. I mean, I get born because born was like ready to go, but like if something is, there's no point. It's not going to draw a gate. They're limited to how many people can come in already, and you might be hitting that limit, or you're not even hitting that limit. It's not going to. Yeah, it's stupid. Moth all these things. Like, <laughs> I, no, you're I, right. I, I agree. I agree. Like, I hate it as an enthusiast. It's it's bad for me saying this, but like, don't open Pantheon. Don't open Iron Quasi. Don't open any of that stuff. I mean, 
it's kind of like what's it's the point? point it's pointless the point of it is to draw attendance and when you can you're limited your attendance is limited that, that makes no sense if you can pay off the if you can pay off the um the bank for what you owe and or i guess have a hundred and something liens against you um then do that and- <laughs> no i agree i i think that it just doesn't make sense right now. Like I, I would love to have these rides open, but you know, frankly, who cares? You know, like it just doesn't make sense. And I, I guess so, if the, I guess if the parks were in a situation where even at a reduced attendance level of maxing at like 12,000 or whatever, they're only getting three, then maybe you build the, you open the new thing. But I, I don't think a new thing is going to change the dynamic. Like the reason no, why people aren't going to the parks is because either they lost their job and have no money, or they're terrified. Or they it's don't. One of those two things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that or they don't want to wear a mask and they just will just ride that until they die, um, because they're they've completely lost their minds, which is a distinct possibility. Also, a lot of people have completely gone crazy. I, um, I, I just I can't believe like. God damn it, politics. How the hell did this become a pol- political... How did this become... Politics mask? Oh my God. Alan, please. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let me see here. Uh, what's else? Um... with better measures in place so that's good um but then yeah like indiana beach you were talking about i was so excited that it got saved and i just see what how he's like the guy's from chicago he should freaking know better chicago hit back got hit bad like is, is he not like he's gonna get shut down yeah, he probably is. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the reality. Like, like they're not even doing every other row, for God's sakes. He's betting on the people of Indiana just letting him run roughshod. That's a hundred percent what it is. Okay. I mean, that's you know they they'll just not have anything happen. And they won't blame him. That's it. So right. I mean, I mean, it's great to hear, and maybe next year. I don't know. I, I really want to go, but if I go, I'm gonna. I, I think about. I'll probably wear an N95, a face shield, all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> At that place, yeah, I could see that. I don't even care if I look like an idiot. I'll I'll, I'll wear the whole thing. <laughs> um, I, I'm just not gonna go there. Like until I see something appreciably change. Like I see no purpose in doing it. That's the only one that I'm like, like I. <sighs> I really want to go to, but like, whatever. Um, and then whole Disney thing with the changing of Splash Mountain. That's happening. Because and it's probably a good idea. 
as good as that ride is, like it's probably a good idea to distance them from it. Um, I don't know how much I believe it was in development for a year. Maybe someone had an idea a year ago, and someone was like, "Hey, I manage near Bob. Remember that idea you had for the Smash Mountain? Yeah, dust that out. Do some cuts and get ahead of this before you're open. Like, because it's not happening anytime soon. It's just like them saying, like." Yeah, we're gonna address this. So, and then people are like speculating that they're gonna start to address a lot of other things that might cause some issues. So, yeah, I um, opinions on all that. My opinion is, I'm not surprised that this is happening, but I also don't really have. I don't really have strong feelings about it, to be honest with you. Like, I think, I don't think anybody really had strong feelings about it until recently. I think the majority of people were generally fine with the ride. And I think that if you were to bring up, um, if you were to bring up this topic, say six months ago, to most of the people, you know, on Disney Twitter or theme park sites or in the theme park industry, most of them would have given you excuses as to why your perception of the movie Song of the South being like outwardly racist was wrong and how the ride is perfectly fine or at least greatly disconnected enough from the film to be okay. And this isn't to sit here and say that like, I think that it should have been kept as Splash Mountain. I just don't have a strong feeling about keeping it that. And I'm perfectly fine with a Princess and the Frog, you know, redo. Like, I, I think the ride system's good. I think, you know, if they have sufficient budget, it'll look really nice. And that's all I care about is an enjoyable ride. And, you know, that's that's the extent of it to me. Like, I don't... The thing to me is, like, if you want to talk about, like, you know, the equality of the theme park industry or whatever, the fact that it's, it costs $125 to get in the gate means that you're necessarily denying people from being able to get in to begin with. So I don't, I just, I don't, um, I don't trust that a lot of people that are suddenly woken up to issues of racial and ethnic disparities in this country and what it means actually care beyond a very um a very base very projected level i just don't and i wish i could tell you differently but you know i've been out here harping about it for years and you know nobody cared then i think they care right now because it's socially acceptable to do so but as soon as they're allowed to think about dumb shit again instead they'll go back to, you know, thinking that watching Black Panther is some sort of, you know, social, um, social movement. So, but again, do I think that it's, it'll be fine? Do I have any problems with Splash Mind being done? No, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm not mad about it, certainly. And I, but I also don't, I'm not like cheering, like, wow, we did something, guys. <laughs> like, I just, I'm sorry. I'm just not. I, I still think that the majority of Disney fans, if they went to a theme park that had a majority base of, you know, sort of American minority groups would feel out of place 
and be uncomfortable, which is a statement about those individual fans more than anything. It's the reason why those people don't go to Magic Mountain. It's the truth. Go ahead. If if you really want to argue this, then I hope to God I don't search your you know, your address on Twitter and find you talking about how there's gang activity at Six Flags. Just saying. But I bet I probably will. So just be careful out there, Internet, if you want to try and get reckless. Um, <laughs> so anyways, that's my opinion on the Princess and the Frog. I'm fine with it. I don't think it changes anything. It doesn't change the dynamics of our country. It's not going to prevent cops from killing people for no reason. But, you know, Make somebody feel better, I guess, a little bit. So something. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, parks are reopening, and you know, again, as we we were just mentioning, there's there's a possibility some of them might close again. I know with Texas, the COVID cases are skyrocketing once more, and so that's kind of putting me off to the idea of going to West Texas right now. Um, yeah, that's what we were talking about, and well, we have to make a decision pretty soon. Yes. Yeah, the next couple of weeks for sure. Um, as far as uh, you know, everything else news-wise, I mean, I don't know. There's there's not really a ton of news out there. Um, no, it's just this parking opening. This park's closing. This ride hasn't been paid for. This park's oh, never gonna. This park's not opening this year. This park is. This know. park's never gonna open again. Yeah, luckily we haven't had a ton of those, at least in the U.S. Um, no. I know there's a couple that have gone into receivership overseas, but, you know, we haven't really seen a ton of, of permanent closures uh, globally. Um, no. So let's see. Uh, um, trying to think otherwise. Um yeah, I mean, that's that's all I got. I don't really have a lot of news stuff to mention. Really, this is kind of like your show at this stage because you have the trip reports. Yeah, but I love, I like, you know, we can discuss things. Yes, this is true. Two-way, totally two-way. Um, so I had the opportunity to stay with some friends and basically be down south for two weeks for like, I think I spent like $400. Mm-hmm. Like that's nothing for two weeks. No, no. Thank you so much, my friends, Rich and Jason. Like I couldn't do it without them. But I also watched their dog while they came up to Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> while they were away, I house watched the uh, house watched and watched the dog. So, uh, you know, it was a uh, it was awesome. So yeah, I, I, originally it was like I wanted to go and meet down with them, but they were leaving the weekend. That Ariel and I thought of coming, and then I was like, okay, I guess I'll come back up and then down again. Then Ariel was like, why don't you just stay down there and I'll fly down there? So that's what she did. She just got an eighty dollar flight down to Atlanta, and I picked her up a, a few days, you know, about a weekend. So um, started with a quick stop in Pigeon Forge to try that laser gun coaster by Weagland. It's like a I think they call it a hex, hex something. Um, it's like a suspended coaster. It's really boring without the guns, but it's interesting. Uh, what's more interesting, this is at Rowdy Bear Adventures, which is in Pigeon Forge. They have another location up in Gatlinburg that has an alpine coaster and a, they call it a uh, mountain glider, I want to think. It's like a zipline coaster type deal. 
with a lift hill, so it, I, I count it. Say what you want to say about that. Um, but over at Catlin and uh, Pigeon Forge, they're actually building a powered Alpine coaster. So think of like a bobcart, but on rails. So that could be interesting. Yeah, that could be fun. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll try that out when it, when it uh, opens. Um, after my small experience there for like, you know, 15, 20 minutes, I immediately called Ariel and said, we're not doing anything outside of Dollywood. Um, because social distancing and masks are just not a thing. But they will be soon. Uh, maybe. I mean, it is a red state, so, you know, it's a political thing now. Um, it's, they're requiring in Nashville now, so the rest will follow, I assume. Uh, but after that, uh, uh, yeah, we went to Dollywood. I went to Dollywood four days and six days. Georgia Florida four days uh, um, seven ten to eight and then the uh, last two days ten to nine thirty so they so those days were pretty normal um, I, I guess I'll start with uh, lightning rod uh, it's running fantastic no it isn't it's I didn't think it was running well at all we had one night ride uh, that was okay but the problem was uh, it was down out of my four days, it was down about 80% of the time. So it's still, it, it's doing great, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was, that was a, you know, reflective of some other people's visits there as well, um, based from what I could tell. Oh, and, uh, and another like, and another like 5% of that time was one train. So, not great. Um, the first two days were season pass days, or the first day was season pass day. It was pretty empty. And uh, I was there like the third or fourth day of operation. It was pretty empty. Uh, when Ariel came down, we were on a Friday and a Saturday. So it was kind of busy, but like we were just happy to be at the park. So we weren't really care about rides. At one point we were bored, but we were like, we like being at the park and just like walking around or sitting on a bench or just hanging out. It, 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 we didn't, at some point we really just didn't feel like the need to ride rides. And also um, because of the line situation, it can kind of be a little stressful sometimes, uh, especially as a single rider, because let me tell you what, nobody wants to social, social distance a single rider. They don't. No. You don't exist. You are invisible. Um. You're just invisible. Uh, mask usage, I, I'd say, is Dollywood. And I mean, it was pretty much the same at Dollywood and Six Flags. It felt like it was, uh, I mean, the beginning of the day, it was really good. And it, it would drop down over the course of the day. But I, I would say, like, correct max usage was, like, 50%. And then, like, like complete, just, I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm just going to walk around with 25. And then wearing it like below your chin or below your, your nose uh, was like another 25%. So uh, it was, honestly, it was better than I thought it would be. I thought a lot of people would just like, whatever. But at the same time, like, I feel like this is the time that parks cannot, can actually just not be nice because they're like, you accepted to come in here. And it doesn't feel like a lot of employees, especially ride ops are yelling at anybody to, put your goddamn mask on uh, you know whether you want to do it or not in public it's uh, I, I mean 
I think you're foolish. But when you're there, you're you're basically saying you're gonna do that. And I got into some heated arguments with some people, and like one guy in the the station of uh of Wild Eagle, you know how it's like a it's a switchback, and like uh this one time the guy down at the station he let in too many people pretty much I felt to each station. So we were trying to wait for the front seat, and then he comes around. And we were social distancing. The way it's set up with the second line so close to it, like you basically had to not be in their little switchback for the front row. So we sat there, and then this guy uh, comes up and just sits right next to us, practically touching us. And then uh, so we move, and we try to get as far away from everybody since we could get like four feet maybe. And we're like, okay, that's what we're going to have to deal with with this situation here. And the guy starts going into the queue and getting close to him. I'm like, please stop. He's like, why? Like, I'm six feet, please. And he's like, oh, this guy cares about six feet. Hey, look, this guy cares about six feet. And like, and then other people are like, uh, you don't have to be a dick about it. I'm like, I shouldn't have to be a dick about it. You should just do it. Like, and the guy at the Wild Eagle Station, we we keep talking about him. He's the kind of person, like, I, before he even, like, started to really get close to us, he was, like, no, like, no slack to his kids. We're having a fun time, but being a little rambunctious. It's an amusement park. I mean, come on. Like, I feel like that's the one time you can kind of be, like, all right, let the rules slide. We're at a fun place right now. Just let them be excited, right? No, he's, like, no, like, like he was just like no business like just straight faced and like you could see the wife next to him just be like oh god not again <laughs> with him like and then finally I, I i just couldn't let it go i'm like i'm like you re- do realize that if you're six feet away or you're three feet away or a foot away you're gonna get on the roller coaster at the same time it doesn't matter why are you arguing with me whether or not you believe in it or not, I'm asking you and the park is asking you to do this. Like, he's the kind of guy that I would say if you told him, hey, you got a bloody nose, you're dripping blood everywhere. He, his response would be, well, I'll, I'll just bleed wherever I want to bleed. <laughs> <laughs> so when you get those type of stubborn people in it, there's, they're going to cause problems, you know? Now, the nice thing with Ariel and I, we've seen that... Um, if we left six feet, it, it seemed like half the time people, whether or not they would have probably left six feet or not, like if we weren't there, they would probably just been up on someone else. But if we left six feet, it seemed like half the time they were like, oh, these people actually want a social distance. We'll do the same thing. So, and then another 25% of you asked them to go back, they got mad for asking you to get away. And then the other time it was like a mixture of, oh, I'm sorry, I just forgot or okay, no problem. So it's it's all over the place, really it is. And it, it can be a little stressful, right, Alan? Like, that's why you're not going, right? Pretty much. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I guess from my perspective, I'm... It's like you don't want to go to an amusement park for the purpose of, like, finding conflict, right? Like, that's not the purpose. That's not the... No. That's not what is enjoyable about the whole thing. And I wasn't trying to. And and so. I, But I think, like if you take social distancing seriously and you leave the house, like there's to some degree, you're going to run into that kind of shit. 
Um, yeah, and, and I didn't really care about it on the midways. It's like you're passing by someone so quickly. It's like, what, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but when you're standing near somebody for, you know, three, four, five minutes, like, yeah, that's... And, like, when I was, I, when I was alone one time, Dragonfly Airline, mm -hmm. I was, like, just about to be at the merge. And I'm, like, I could just feel people behind me get closer and closer. And then finally, like, the kid bumps into me. I'm, like, all right you all need to move back and they just like looked at me like deer in the headlights like uh what's that mean i'm like you need to move back six feet and they're like where are we supposed to go i'm like all you back up and it was like literally like five different groups all together i'm like y y there's no way you all know each other because half of you are in the fast lane line and half of you are in the regular line and like fortunately it opened like right after that but like <sighs> not that hard they have markers everywhere <laughs> it's, it's just it's just a, like there's there are people that are just weirdly resistant to it because partially it's like a political i guess it's a political like a socio-political thing like it's that is just the which dumbest is, thing it is the dumbest is. thing but like you know you somehow have to try and figure out how to navigate the world through that lens you know and and look there's the possibility which exists and, and I'm not saying that I buy into it, but it's possible that the COVID virus is not quite as strong as it used to be and the mortality rate is down. But that also might just be because of, you know, sort of the way the people who have been getting COVID as of late have been sampled, that they're much younger. So I don't care about that. I yeah, don't. I yeah. don't care if it's, it's dying down, if its potency is going down. If I don't care about any of that. All right. I care about is that you know exactly what you're supposed to be doing when you're there. Yes, yeah. And you didn't have to come. No, you didn't. You could have just stayed home. But you decided that you had to exhibit your freedom in a private business to irritate other people. Like, Yeah, yeah and the people who think... That, a lot of people need to read need to educate them on the constitution <laughs> man they love to shout out things that they have just no idea about just they don't realize where their rights exist and don't exist or or what their rights are like right or or how one thing is different than another like what the difference is between being uh denied access to something because you're a social minority and because you won't wear a mask and you know where i'm not going shirt. you know where i'm not going i'm not going to Knobles. no maybe in, maybe in october i ain't going anytime soon because like they literally just said i mean again don't want to get political but that makes sense <laughs> knowing the park yeah um they said we'll just assume that you have a medical condition and you can't wear it first of all should you even be there that's another thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I got nothing for you. I got nothing. We could talk about this forever, honestly. This like, is like a small part of it, though. Like, this is like 10% annoyance. The 90% of the rest of the time had a fantastic time. Yeah. But, you, you know, and, and some things were really good about this stuff. Like, the lines really weren't that bad. It actually was... Like Ariel, the first day at Six Flags Over Georgia, she's like, I kind of like this COVID operations. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> there are no lines. This is great. Like, 
uh, yeah, we, I mean, the first two days, I didn't really have much of these issues because there weren't any lines at Dollywood. And same thing with Six Flags with Georgia for the most part, uh, all four days. Um, it was just those last two days at Dollywood that were busy that were kind of the issue. Um, but um, just rundown of Dollywood. I love it. It's so great. And, uh, you know, everything about it is, it's just great. And I, it, it, the only thing that sucked about it was like we had all that time. We really wish we could have done some shows that weren't available anymore or currently not available. So that was kind of a bummer, but uh, we, we did everything. We ate a lot. And uh, that's another unfortunate thing though. Some of the items that we would have liked to have had, um, I mean, their, their capacity at restaurants is reflecting their capacity at the, the, the gate. Mm-hmm. Half the stuff is closed. So uh, just be happy all the rides are so for like, you know, the lumberjack list because there's no way to really do that in a COVID world. So um, then Six Flags Silver Georgia, my hot take is uh, this trip, just because lightning rod other than that one night ride was just not feel- doing it for me. I'm really, really starting to love uh, Twisted Cyclone. Like, I don't know why. I, I The thing about Langerod that I think I don't really like is it has some pacing issues. I think it has some really big pacing issues. And I think that's what kind of takes me out of it. Um, and it's not like you can have different paces during a ride, but when it's like just random places that kind of, I don't understand, you know, it's just like, no, I don't like that. Whereas Twisted Cyclone, as short as it is, it's it's all business the entire way through. I told you that I thought Twisted Cyclone was like a really surprisingly good RMC last year when I went there. And I think I just needed a year to get over the length. That's it. <laughs> I, I don't even think that it's, I don't think it feels short. I mean, that, that's the thing to me. Like I, I would point at something like Twisted Timbers as, yeah, it's a longer ride, but I've never, I never think of it in terms of like, wow, I'm, I'm so glad I got that extra 500 feet of track over Twisted Cyclone. Because I feel like Twisted Cyclone does what I want to do and it ends. And yeah, it, it um, ends hot. Like, it, it just makes you want to go around again. Just like Tennis Dude Tornado. Like, every time I get off Tennis Dude Tornado, I'm just like, gotta go again. Just gotta go again. So, that's a good thing in a ride. Or we get the, vo- the voyage is like the total opposite. It's like, yeah. That was amazing. Thank God it's at any longer because any longer it just would be like, oh my God, can you imagine another like thousand feet on voyage? I, I, <laughs> I mean, at some point you get, you get tired of it. I, that was the thing with like, with that ride, with Twisted Timbers is that I always felt it was really linear, like a lot of straight hills and Twisted Cyclone is not that ride, which I but think I like- is, is a huge benefit for me personally in terms of what I want to see in a ride. Okay, I get that. But I like the variety of having a different thing on one coaster and into another. Like, I'm okay that Rocky Mountain just decided, hey, let's just put Airtime Hill out there, Airtime Hill. I'm, I'm okay with that. It's a little old school, but I'm okay with it. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that, like, you know, it's one of those things, like, if Twisted Timber was, was the only RMC in the world. Oh, my God. People would be... It would be, like, just, the number one coaster, you know? So, easily. You know, if you look at it under, under those pretenses, yeah, it's different, but, you know... It's not, so it isn't. <laughs> it's basically like kind of my perception of it. Um, yeah. Uh, um, other thing was Monster Mansion. 
uh, that rod is just, it's just so incredible. And the more I wrote it, the more I just started to just notice things. I feel like I just was always, I don't know, maybe just, I don't have a good enough attention span sometimes and stuff like that. Or I'm just not looking at the detail of dark rides. I feel like I just didn't know how to look at details of dark rides. Like I could look at a roller coaster and look all the mechanics and like, Ooh, look at that. Look at that. But like dark rides, I was just like oblivious, but like I rode master mansion like four times. And every time I did, I was just like, wow, I never noticed all this detail. And it's, it's actually, it's just incredible. Um, apparently some people, one person on my YouTube channel had a issue with maybe having some political or not, you know, some issues with, you know, I mean, they renamed it Monster Mansion for a reason. Well, yeah, it used to be Monster <laughs> Plantation. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, honestly, the thing is, riding Monster Mansion, I there's nothing even remotely related to race. No, um, no. I, I think that person was complaining about American stereotypes and all that stuff. And, like, I, I kept the comment because, like, that's someone's opinion. Like, I, I don't agree with that comment whatsoever. But... Like, unless you're swearing and being offensive, I'm going to keep your comment. Or you're a bot, then bye. Yeah. <laughs> also, distinct possibility. I just, um, I, you know, it's a good ride. I like the ride. It, it, this is, it to me, and I actually had a discussion, you know, that invoked it uh, recently on Twitter, you know, which is this whole talk about going back to Splash Mountain about thematic integrity. It's so much better. And how, how so many people started to come to the, the uh, awareness that, you know, this is a ride set in the South, which is located in Frontierland. Or that it's in Georgia, which is not New Orleans, which is next to New Orleans Square. And so thematically, it doesn't fit perfectly. <laughs> but they so only realized this when it, they were going to switch it to being, you know, a New Orleans ride. So now it fits in Disneyland better, but it fits terribly at Walt Disney World, at Magic Kingdom, and this is bad. And, you know, and as I put it then, it's like, people never talked, like, there were a couple people, like, maybe 10 or 15, that have said something about the thematic integrity of it, but none of them have ever said, and I don't ride or don't like Splash Mountain because of it. They just, like, reference the fact that they know that it exists as though nobody else can figure it out, and they're the geniuses. Um, but, but what I'm getting at here is that with thematic integrity and all that, people are willing to accept things that don't make sense as long as the brand on the front of the park is the right one. Uh -huh. Yeah. So monster mansion is unacceptable, even though if you just took the whole thing, picked it up and moved it to a Disney park <sighs> and changed nothing about it, people <sighs> would love it. And and the flip side is true too. If you took Haunted Mansion, just picked the whole thing up, moved it, put it in Six Flags, uh, Six Flags America. Let's let's up the ante. Put it in Six Flags America. <laughs> everything is the same, and people go on it. They'll just sit there and talk. Oh, this is a terrible knockoff. Everything yeah. is so much worse than the Disneyland one. This is garbage. Look how cheap everything is here. This is just a, another Six Flags ride, and you know they would do that. You know it, and I know it, and they know it. You know, it's it's the same thing when it comes up with, like, the Pirates of the Caribbean clones. Yeah, I mean, the only reason I reference those things is, and I should probably sure stop doing it, but I like to, 
like Efteling in Europa, like when I mentioned, like, oh, this is a small world ride type of ride. The only reason I do it is because you know that, like, that's the that's like the touchstone for that ride. People will identify with it. Do I yeah. think it's better or worse? In some cases, yes. In some cases, no. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. But that ride is just so amazing, and the amount of effects that I never even like, I didn't even pay attention. Like, like there's smoke effects, there's fog effects, there's, uh water effects it's just all over the place and uh almost everything was working the 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 kissing monster wasn't moving her lips that's that's like the only thing i could kind of notice but i'm sure there were some other small things but for the most part it's it's still going good i mean it's only 12 years old in its current iteration so also keep that in mind mm-hmm. um right let's hope that the looney tunes one actually gets repaired and rehabbed or Something goes on with that one. Yeah, I'm with you. The the Six Flags Over Texas ride is what we're talking about here. Right. It got flooded uh, either last year or the year before, and it's been closed ever since. And I don't know. Some people say it's going to – I don't know what to believe on that. The park, I don't think it's ever official said anything about it. So, But, uh, yeah, that's – and then Blue Hawk. I love Blue Hawk. Blue Hawk appreciation. Uh, The more I – this is the first time I've ridden it since Gudrix. And I see so many similarities in Gudrix and Blue Hawk. And it just makes me like, I didn't have uh, that many problems with Gudrix. I know. I'm, uh, it just, again, I had to explain the way I am like sardined into Arrow and Vacoma trains. I don't have any movement left to right on my, sh- on my head or anything like that. So I don't get any head banging. The only problem I'll ever have anything is maybe some really roughness in the track. With Gudrex, the only problem I had was some of the G-force spikes were like almost whiplash-inducing, and uh, Blue Hawk is kind of the same way too. In that first element, I don't even know what they call that thing—like a butterfly or something. I, it's like the weirdest, most intense element ever. Like if you look at it from the side, you, you say, "Wait, this is how like they designed things back in Coney Island, having the two loops right next to each other and a really quick pullout." Like, yeah, it, I think it's genius in my opinion, and. Uh, I wish Gudrix would just like, they spent so much money on the track and all that stuff. Why don't they just get new trains? Uh, hopefully it comes eventually. That park seems to be uh, doing a lot of TLC to older attractions in that new hotel at Park Asterix. Have you seen the pictures of those, of the, the Park Asterix new hotel? Sorry, I muted myself there. No, I have not seen pictures of it. Ah, it's, uh, it's, quite incredible uh it rivals it rivals everything the, the big the big guns <laughs> yeah yeah let me put it this way it, it's probably uh in, infinitely better than anything at disneyland paris <laughs> other than the the one over the main gate but then you're taking a mortgage job to stay there pretty much so uh but moving on. Oh, and then um, Scream Machine rode it for the first time with the two bench trains, the old Cyclone trains. They went back to Philadelphia this summer or this winter. Uh, and uh, I, I sat down and I'm like, oh, wow, this rehab is just way too good for Six Flags. This is a PTC rehab app. And I just looked it up on the website, the PTC website. And sure enough, they pretty much replaced everything above the, uh, the chassis. Like everything is brand new. <laughs> everything. <laughs> I doubt they saved much other than like the frames, wheels, and 
and some other parts but like like all the seat sides seat backs everything was brand new it looked fantastic and it rode fantastic i heard a lot of mixed reviews on it is it the smoothest wood coaster hell no um i don't remember i don't ever remember skirmishing having that intensive airtime right i've always thought it was a little overrated Get okay airtime it still has some pops but it's like i think it's fine and unfortunate thing with the social distancing is the first car is in the front row of the car but the rest of them are all in the back seat of the car so oh, that's, that's no fun that's oh, no man, good. the axles geez yeah 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 so oops yeah what are you gonna do I, I you know i've always enjoyed it I, I didn't get a chance to ride it the last time i was at the park because i was there for such a small amount of time but um you know i'm i'm hopeful that uh it's running well and it sounds like it is under that under those conditions i always thought it was a decent layout it's it's a john allen out and back you know yeah. like to me you know what you're getting into um it'll be a fun ride and that's you know but it's not going to be elite and that's okay like no it looks it, it looks pretty and uh it it does the job um it does look pretty like, you know, I like f photographing it. Right. So mm -hmm. we went to the water park because it opened and we got there right at opening and it has all of four slides. So we were done in like half an hour. Um, uh, it has a, a toilet bowl, then two tube slides and then a toilet bowl. That's like, you don't even drop into the toilet bowl. So you just kind of go around once with the clover leaf four person rafts, which you have to carry up like 80 feet of stairs. Let me tell you what, it's not even the weight of it. It's just they're so hard to move. I don't know why. Well, I know why because the lifts cost a lot of money. But it's it's ridiculous that they make people carry those huge tubes up. Um, but yeah, it goes into like this slow funnel and then it goes into like a half pipe, um, which is fun. But uh, the wave pool, uh, the way they did social distancing is they blocked off the entire shoreline and had a one-way, one-way in and one-way out, I assume, to limit how many people actually go into the wave pool. And when we were there, though, they were only letting us up until, like, three feet of water. So uh, I couldn't even kneel down to get under the water. And if I stood, it was just hitting me in another reason. So that 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 wasn't fun. Um, you know, they were, there was another, like, you know, three feet of water death that we could have gone closer to the... I don't know why they did that, but it wasn't fun. And then afterwards, uh, uh, with Ariel like right by me, because we're in the water park, you know, I don't want to have any issues. I took some videos of Scream Machine. And then uh, the security comes, guards comes over. I'm like, okay, she's going to have this. She wants to know what I'm taking pictures of. No problem, right? I'm in the water park taking pictures of the roller coaster. She might think I'm taking pictures of something else. That's creepy. And I was like, she's like, what are you taking pictures of, sir? The roller coaster here I'll, I'll show you right away and she's like she wouldn't even look at the camera she's like why are you doing that why, why do you want to take pictures of the roller coaster uh i am a roller coaster enthusiast i've been on 1200 roller coasters and i love everything about them yes but why were you doing that why would you do that um i can show you again that you know i'm just taking pictures of the roller coaster i'm not taking pictures of the water park and she's just like well, you're not allowed to take pictures of the roller coaster. No, she never said you're not allowed to take pictures of the roller coaster in the water park, which if she said that, I would be like, okay, fine. 
So I said, I, I don't believe what you're saying is true because I've had issues with, you know, I'm sorry, but ill-informed employees no, not knowing the right rules. And I asked for a manager and she said, no, no, the rules are that and I am right. And, uh, and then, so we just get into this argument completely unnecessary. Right. And, uh, I'm just like, I've had issues with this before. Go to guest relations and they, you know, apologize. Can you please contact someone? And they're like, she's like, no, you're gonna, and now you're need to leave. So I'm just like, okay, I should have said, but what am I doing wrong at this point? You said to not take pictures. And I, since you've said that, like, I haven't done anything, you know, I'm sorry you would disagree with me. It, it's just, you know, I know it just goes down to improper training and all that stuff and improper everything. Um, just, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so she followed us out of the water park and I'd gone out because the lockers in the water park are like 12 bucks, but right by Superman, it's a dollar. <laughs> so what do you do? It's not that far of a walk, right? Right, right. So I'd already gone out to grab our stuff because we were done with the water park and uh, I went out the turnstile to the far right and it like moved completely fine. So right now I'm a little miffed. And I just run through the turnstile, which is completely locked up. <laughs> and uh, my height is perfect for not a good day if you run into a turnstile. So I, I'm pretty much on the floor. And the, 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 the security guard is, who punched you? Who punched you? The one who was <laughs> yelling at me. I'm like, the turnstile is broken and you don't have a sign on it. And like the turnstile punched me in the balls and she's like, do you need medical? Do I need medical? I'm like, no, I'm sorry, but you don't understand how this works. It hurts for a while. She's like, are you sure you don't need medical? I should have been like, I, I need you to stop harassing me. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I mean, I, I bring it up because the rest of this was like one o'clock and the park was open until six. Like the rest of the day, we were just like annoyed by it. Right. How can you not be like, I feel like I did the right thing. I'm like, immediately, I'm like, I'll show you exactly what I'm doing. Like, like, cause I understand the concern. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just was like, you know, it's just like, oh, so no one's allowed to take roller coasters. No one, Six Flags advertises, you know, hashtag Six Flags, hashtag, you know, thrill it up, hashtag all that crap. So everyone that's taking pictures of the roller coasters, I should have been like, so like, yeah, so all these people taking pictures of the roller coaster, your advertisement for, Hashtag throw it up. Hashtag six flags. All these people are illegally doing this. And you're saying I'm doing it illegally too. Everyone's wrong. Like I, sh it's everything you think of afterwards. The, the matter happens. So <sighs> that was, that was it. So, um, I went to Memphis, um, checked out the, the Memphis, uh, pizza place. The, uh, incredible pizza got my credit on SVF Vista. Uh, surprisingly, everyone was using face masks for the most part inside the facility, but the buffet was like, it was being ran like it was like t t 2019, like no difference whatsoever. <laughs> I was just like, uh, and by the way, you do not have to pay. There's like, I think even you've been confused on this. You do not have to pay for a buffet for those places. Um, they have told me on weekends, they sometimes require charging for the buffet to get in. Okay. I personally have never paid for the buffet to get in. I, uh, yeah, just say no, because you got to get a wristband there. And you're like, I want to yeah. patronize you, but I'm, I don't like, 
and especially this year, I'm like, I want to preach Chinashi, but I have no interest in doing a buffet right now. <laughs> yes, yes, this like, is true. None. <laughs> um, so that was that. They had like a little uh, Tagata. I sent you a picture. I uh, saw that, and it's it's also it's in the video as well, right? Like it's yeah. And guess what? I, afterwards, I was like, I was like, I looked it up because I kind of didn't want to do it alone, anyways. But then I looked it up. I'm like, of course, that's the only location that has one of all like eight locations. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's fine. I'm sure. I'm sure the Kitty Tagata did not exactly rock and roll like the ones over in Europe did. So uh, no, it didn't. But it was better. It was better than it, I expected. Uh, I mean, with but I mean, you're gonna, you're held in with molded seats and seatbelts, so you're losing the aspect of maybe dying or really hurting yourself or breaking an arm or a leg or drunk people falling on you and so on and so forth, which makes it the best thing ever. Because I don't know, I'm crazy. I I, I know. I I always said it. I said I like that ride so much because it's like the most un-American thing ever. So. That's what I loved about it. But uh, yeah, and then went to the Memphis Pyramid, which you, you know, you turned me on to that like two years ago. And yeah, it's like a theme park inside. And it's just so weird that, you know, like, first of all, it's weird that the NBA built a pyramid for their arena and Memphis built a pyramid. Like, okay, why? <laughs> I'm sure there's some reason beyond it. There, there's the actually media. a very good reason. Oh, okay. Enlighten me. <laughs> it, it has to do with the name Memphis. Okay. Um, so obviously, you know, we as Americans tend to think of Memphis as a place in Tennessee. Um, sure. And that, that's pretty much all that we have it, you know, in our minds as being. That is not totally the reality though. Um, Memphis was the ancient capital of lower Egypt. Oh, and the, well, the city of Memphis still exists in some level, about 12 miles south of Giza. So that's why. It's, and that, of course, is Memphis, Tennessee, is named after Memphis, Egypt. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I just didn't know. So, uh, yeah, that's cool. And yeah, it's I, basically I really... the Mississippi is the replacement for the Nile in this case. Gotcha. I, I think it's really cool. Um what I, I think it's even cooler just how they repurposed it. That, like, as a dropout engineer, that is, like, the coolest thing ever to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, that is just amazing. And just the whole structure and the elevator, and which was unfortunately closed. I kind of figured that was going to be the case. Um, but, yeah, I... Uh, I, I, you know, I just made a video. It wasn't informative. It was just me basically. Hey, look, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, it wasn't meant to be informative at all other than my little intro that said, Hey, this is what this was. And we're going to go inside and look at pretty things that are really cool. Um, and, and most of those places are pretty like elaborate though. The Bass Pro Shops, right? Oh yeah. I think I've been, I think I've been in one, but I can't remember. Yeah. Them and the Cabela's both are in that same category of what they call destination uh, tourism. But this just takes it to another level. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, it definitely does. It actually, you know, one thing that I regret now mm. is, you know, obviously the Pyramid is, is now a Bass Pro Shops. Um, mm -hmm. The other Bass Pro Shops that I wish I had gone to, and I, I, my wife and I were just like, eh, who cares? And that was 
what used to be the um, Crystal Palace amusement park in New Brunswick. Hmm. Because that's the other like weird thing that's now become a vast pro shops. And, uh, you know, I'd love to see if, if any aspects of the old amusement park are still visible there, but, um, Oh, New Brunswick. Oh, uh, New Brunswick. Oh, Canada. Yeah. 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 Up in Moncton. Oh, well, God damn it. Why didn't you, uh, did, you probably did mention it. Let's be honest. Yeah. Did. <laughs> yeah. And I was probably like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I love going. What, Alan, it, if you did, I apologize. I do care. And I was an idiot. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. In time, like everyone will come to accept this. Yes, yes, yes. Because you said New Brunswick, I'm like, it's just over the river. I can go there tomorrow. Well, probably not yet, but, uh, you know. No, we're talking about Canada. Okay, okay. But that place wasn't that big, was it? It wasn't, it wasn't huge. Because, um, I mean, I know how big the roller coaster was because the roller coaster went around the perimeter of the park, basically, and I've seen the roller coaster on the outside because it's outside now at Shining Waters. Yes, it's a, it was 160,000 square feet inside. So okay. it certainly was not as large as, you know, some of the other things. But it, okay. had, it had rides, had 14 rides, says Wikipedia, um, and an arcade and some other stuff. So, I mean, it was, it was not, you know, completely tiny. Um, no. And actually, somehow, in retrospect, I never thought about going to New Brunswick to go ride the coaster when it was open year-round, since it yeah. was. And that's you, like, you went to New England. That's not, I mean, it's still far, but like, what, what do you do in the middle of winter? From a practical perspective? Exactly. Yeah, you, right. you got it. Uh, so going back to, uh, going back here. So, so uh, after- Ariel wants to go. She wants to stay at the hotel. No, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> and like, she wants to eat at the restaurant. <laughs> it is such a spectacularly themed thing. And the the restaurant on the on the top floor, you know, when they reopen it, whenever that day comes, due to the elevator situation, right, um, it, it's going to be, be able to allow like one group or one person up at a time. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Maybe not even that because of like, if you have to have an operator in there, like there you go. <laughs> yeah, it may have to be one of those things where like the operator presses the button and then walks out. You know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, and, and but uh, yeah, and even the the restaurant downstairs is not too bad with the the really cool like lighthouse themed aquarium in the middle. The rest, yes. yeah, the the spirit, uh, not spherical, um, cylindrical one. That was aquarium. Pretty. Yeah, no, it's cool. And I, I love it. I I'm sure I missed plenty. I was only there for a little while because I had to get back to the aforementioned dogs that I was watching. So. <laughs> And Memphis and uh, Chattanooga aren't exactly close. No. Let, let's talk a little bit about, you went to Helen, Georgia too, right? Oh my God. Yes, I did. <laughs> so that I was have, awesome. I, I was there briefly and I never got to ride the coaster, but you did, right? Yeah. Why didn't you just park somewhere else in Helen and just walk up to it? I mean, the problem wasn't, that, you know, just the fact that it was like a bad parking lot at the time because they had finished it. They still kind of haven't finished it. <laughs> the, the problem was that it was gonna, it was raining or about to rain, right. and okay. so I would have to sit there for hours, and it may, it might not have reopened that day at all, honestly. Right. Yeah, it, it depends. Uh, they definitely don't do lightning, but some do light rain, some don't. It's it's all up to the operator, more or less. 
So I think it's a little bit better now with the uh, rain situation because they're all magnetically brakes. So the brakes are a lot more efficient or effective because uh, before it was just a friction brake on a stainless steel rail that when it got wet, it pretty much the brakes didn't work. <laughs> hmm. So, uh, yeah, but uh, Helen, Georgia, the, the Alpine coast here was okay. It had a few little, I got like a triple down with some good air time, uh, a little bit of, I think uh, the, the restrictors caught in like two or three times, but it had one really good diving curve that was actually really intense. It was really great. Um, and a couple of uh, really long helix. It felt the helix felt a little bit longer than normal for some reason. I don't even know if it was, but it, it felt the part. Um, but I mean, what I found about the roller coaster, and then I learned about the town, and I was like, well. I want to get the credit, but man, I'm more interested in the town now. Um, I was really excited when I got there. And by the time I left, I was like, this was cool, but okay. Yeah. The novelty of it kind of starts to wear off pretty quickly. Um, so here's the deal with the town. It was founded in like 1902 or something like that. And then it was a logging town that stopped being a thing. And then in like 1967, I think I forgot what year about 50 years ago they passed the ordinance that basically everything in the you know the tourist downtown area everything had to be of bavarian uh you know architecture i said G german architecture in the video just to um be more people might not realize what bavarian means germany they know what germany is that's why i said germany throughout the video um but uh yeah it's awesome when you look down the town because it does look like you're looking down uh from a distance it looks like you're looking down uh, a german town with a lot of with american roads going through the middle of it of course um but then you look closer at the the, the shops and it's like oh okay it's just a tattoo shop it's a jerky shop it's a, a kit shop uh you know all that stuff uh but nonetheless then there's some cool stuff like some cool german food restaurants i ate at one i did take out because I didn't want to eat alone or eat inside really. Um, but it was amazing. Uh, the currywurst was really good. Actually, it was like really good, surprisingly good. Um, and they were so like friendly there too. I think they're just so happy to have tourism back because you know, that's that town. And when that thing got shut down, it's, and it, it, it took a longer time to not, I forget. I don't know how Georgia worked. I'm still confused on how these states. Worked Georgia, Georgia was actually one of the earlier ones to get restarted, but right. I think like amusement like, parks weren't part of it. And like, yeah, I, the Alpine coaster didn't just, it opened like two weeks ago. So whether or not the rest of the town opened earlier than that, I don't know, but regardless, they seemed really happy to see people, but, uh, it, it definitely did not seem like there was a many people, as many people as there should have been, even though it was a Tuesday, it seemed like it was definitely hurting. Um, yeah. Jason looked at the video and he's like, wow, that that's, that's a definitely different experience than we had. Cause it took them like literally like, I think we said like 45 to an hour to just get into the town. Whereas I just flew in like no line whatsoever, no traffic whatsoever. Like there are times when no one was even going down the main street area. So, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's how that's going. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. That's what sucked is I would have loved to have drank the beer and 
gone from pub to pub getting liters of Hafra House and all types of import German beer. But again, the dogs and having to get back and driving by, you know, driving responsibly. So um, I think I'll end up back there again, though, with a designated driver. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, so I, I think it's worth it. It's uh, from Chattanooga. It's about two hours uh, from Atlanta. Um, it's, I think, a little bit less than that. Uh, I think the drive from Chattanooga is probably way prettier. Um, on the way there, I was like spotting all the places. I was like, I have no service, so I need to spot this place. I need to check the FAA rules on this area because I, like, I was like, I have like eight places that I have to drone. And fortunately, like, no, there are no restrictions anywhere. So I, uh, you know, I like doing my drone footage. I like doing some kind of cinematic stuff. Whether people want to watch it at the end of my video or not, I don't care. I enjoyed doing it, and I captured some amazing shots of some amazing places, such as, like, uh, the site of the 1996 Atlanta uh, whitewater rafting course. Um, uh lots of places uh the, there's uh in uh what's it called um copper mill tennessee which is a border town uh there's another town of georgia right over the border that are basically the same town but you know halfway through the town it switches over to georgia but there's this old copper mill that's been abandoned and it's uh like it was like terrible on the environment but it's kind of like re vegetation's coming back but then you fly over it and it's just like it looks like death when you look at it. It just looks like, like I was like, I had to look it up. I'm like, if this is a super fun site, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> type, of, <laughs> type of deal. Uh, I originally did it because I saw some really cool train cars next to it. And then I looked to the left, I'm like barbed wire and like abandoned structures. That could be cool to peer in. And it really was. So I had a lot of fun doing all that stuff. It was really cool. Um, and then, um, then we did uh, the mountain coaster in the uh, Wilderness Run, which is like the newest mountain coaster in the United States currently, if I'm not mistaken. Um, this took about a year to open. The owner I talked with like for a second or so, I'm like, yeah, it's a shame all the stuff you had to go through, all the problems you had, and it's great to see you open. And he's like, oh, yeah, weekends are great. We're doing so good. There's so many people. It's exhausting, but I love it. <laughs> uh yeah it was a fun alpine coaster uh many of these i just you know it's a tick i like to try everything i'm a credit whore uh but this one was like if i had known how intense it was i would have totally gotten the three ride package uh it i never hit any restrictors and it felt like i should have going through some of the turns so i don't know if they've set the restrictor the speed restrictor as like way higher because you went around some curves and there were some wicked laterals right into some like it was like a diving curve into an airtime hill before you're even out of the dive it was fantastic uh i think three or four helixes one that was just you went one helix right into another helix so it was like a figure eight uh yeah it was fantastic and beautiful uh scenery going through a boulder field and uh like a gigantic three-level station that thing looks that thing looks like it costs more than the coaster to build that station uh pretty cool um suggested and also beautiful scenery um i suggest taking the long way through smoky mountains if you're at dollywood and you want to come back to the northeast or that area virginia whatever uh take the long way through the smokies and then head up over to that coaster it's a wonderful drive and you won't be disappointed but that was basically yesterday and yesterday's 
it's arguable if I've ever, if yesterday is still today because we started yesterday at Silky Mountain and uh, Sellersville. Uh, you know, um, that's the town you go through to get to Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge. Uh, this is located right next to the Wilderness Lodge, which is the only indoor water park in the Pigeon Forge area. Well, at least the large scale that I know of. I'm sure there's small scale ones that I'm, I'm aware of. But uh, yeah, this is, I think, built jointly with uh, city funds and the Wilderness Lodge, if I'm not mistaken. Um, huge, huge price tag on this thing. Um, and it barely even existed a year ago when we were there in July. Um, I think Ariel mentioned that she mentioned that, uh, hey, look, it looks like Wilderness Lodge might be doing some expansion or something. But we didn't really know at the time that uh, brand new water park. Um, uh, all types of modern slides. Uh, it opened, by the way, it opened, we were there day two. Uh, it was day four, including season pass previews. Um, you have uh, a, a water coaster that's uh, water propelled, that has saucers, um, some airtime, uh, and then at the end, it just decides to throw in a half pipe, because why not? <laughs> So it's a really cool combination of stuff on a water coaster. Um, I really like it for its uniqueness of all those elements. I don't. It's probably not my favorite one, but it's definitely up there for the uniqueness. Um, obviously, like the airtime with the Holiday World ones, so those just can't be beaten. But uh, that was cool. Then it has two family raft slides uh, with a five-person cloverleaf boat with a conveyor belt. Um, one has two half pipes, so very, 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 very similar to the one at Volcano Bay, the blue one. Uh, almost identical. Uh, the layout's just a little bit different. Um, and then uh, a one called Rainbow Rush, Rainbow Revenge. I forget. It's very colorful, but it's uh, just a normal family raft ride with some saucer turns. Um, Moving around the park, they have a lazy river that uh, they operated in two modes. Um, they operated in lazy mode for half the time, and they operated in adventure mode for the other half of the time. So think the you know the fearless river at Volcano Bay, mm -hmm. um, and the waves are really I think they're better. Um, the mechanism it was really cool because Volcano Bay hides the mechanism pretty well. You you can see like some grates and you can see where it comes out, but as far as like the whole mechanism, it's pretty hidden. With this, it's like right out in the open. They didn't really theme it out too much. Um, I think they themed the backside, but not the front side when you're actually on it. Where you can when you're you, when you're on it, you you can see the workings. When you're off of it, you can't. But it just releases the wave every like 30 seconds or so, and that wave and it's like maybe a quarter of the way through that wave then proceeds to actually keep going another uh, complete halfway through the entire course. So once you get, you just every 30 seconds, once you're past that thing, you just get a huge wave that it, the intensity doesn't even feel like it dies down. It just keeps going in like to the point where it can flip you um, on your tube. They have tubes, which is nice. And uh, yeah, we really enjoyed that. That's a really cool thing. Um, your water play area is pretty cool. Uh, really weird. It has a uh, a bowl slide on the kitty area. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen that. It's called the Hive. It's themed to like bees and bears and everything Smoky Mountains. The dump bucket is a giant honey hive, and like the the uh, the toilet bowl is themed to bees as well. Um, 
it's the first one I've ever done. I think the one at Kingsburg Water Park has this, but uh, we won't we won't ever find out how that one goes. Um, but it has a uh, it's set up similar to the tube slide ones where you eventually end up with water and then exit out the bottom, but body slide. It's, it's bizarre. Um, yeah, it's really bizarre. Uh, and uh, basically if you, you get around one time basically, and that's it. And then you basically have to get up and then go down the second half to drop you out of the bowl. It's, it's weird. I don't really like it, but I, I still like it a little bit because I like bowl slides. They're my, like my favorite thing. Um, they have like a little, uh, like a uh, wipeout course. It's mainly meant for kids, but we did it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was cool. Uh, it just has like a bunch of inflatable things in a pool, uh, that you just climb over. And, uh, I mean, as an adult, they felt hard. They felt like they were difficult to go through cause they're slippery and everything. Uh, I'm sure kids, I don't know. They seem to be having a better time getting through it, <laughs> whatever. Um, then they have another tube slide complex with like two. Um, I think this is a new thing that I think these are all, and I don't know if these are whitewater or if these are pro slide. I never really looked. I think they're whitewater. If I were to guess, I should look that up or can you look that up for me, Alan? I'm sure they're all supplied by the same vendor. Um, but the new thing they seem to be doing, because this is the same thing similar to what SeaWorld uh, Aquatica in Orlando is doing, is it's a tube slide that's racing. Uh, but halfway, it's two enclosed slides, but at certain points, the slides actually kind of join. They're actually one piece of fiberglass. So then you can peer over the the divider and see how you're doing in the race. So like I, I'd be starting at a be, uh, behind Ariel, and then I get to the next one like near her, and then you know, my fat ass would then go right by her by the third one. So that was cool. Um, then it had some constrictor slides and all the modern stuff. Uh, they had a mat slide that was had the same kind of racing elements where it was uh, enclosed tubes, but then it had those open areas where you could uh, you look at at least one of your racers next to you. Uh, it was four of them and a uh, really cool mat slide. It had this really cool wicked at the end. It had this wicked like diving S curve where you banked really fast to the left while diving at a really significant angle and then just diving again to the right and then coming out of the tunnel into an airtime hill to the finish. Uh, I think it's, it's probably my favorite mat slide. It was fantastic. Um, and then on that slide complex, they have a, um, drop pod slide that's just like a it drops into like a serpentine type layout nothing really talk about after the drop and then a free fall speed slide nothing really to talk about either pretty standard just checks off the um the box there um then they have uh they have a um flow rider which uh you have to do the like a waiver and everything and like everyone we saw was just dripping over this waiver like the sheets were just getting soaked <laughs> Um, this is my second time doing a wave rider, uh, flow rider. The, the first time was at Kalahari about two years ago. And uh, this time I was able to get up on my knees. So uh, improvement. Yeah. I'm happy, happy about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it, that, it only took like three or four tries. And once I did that, I was exhausted. So I'm like, I accomplished something. I'm good. So there you go. Um, and I didn't hurt myself like last time. So that's good. 
Um, and then their wave pool is also something to talk about because I don't know if it's going to last the way it is, but the waves are so freaking intense that by the time I got to not even the rope that, you know, blocks you off from going to, uh, you know, too close to the wave machine mach machinery, mm -hmm. by the time I got within like 12, maybe 15 feet of it, I was exhausted. These waves um, that where they stop you, I think is like maybe like 10 feet deep. And where I got out to was like six feet. And these waves were probably reaching 10 feet easily. Um, uh, they are in freaking intense. They only run, they run like five minutes on, 10 minutes off. Um, and rightfully so. And I don't know if it's going to last. If they keep on getting a lot of saves, have to do a lot of saves, I'm, I'm sure they'll tone that down. But it's a really interesting setup where at the back of the wave pool where the machinery is, um, half of it is actually further back. So there's like a channel in the back that goes further back. I don't know. I've never seen that on a wave pool. It's always like straight across. So maybe that's to create more consistent waves or more intense waves. I have no idea, but it I, best wave pool ever. Uh, we uh, did everything. We got all the slides done and uh, there wasn't that many people there. Uh, definitely not. They said re reservations only, but it looked like they were allowing walk-ups uh, when we were leaving, it looked like they were allowing walk-ups. It was like when we were waiting for the gates to open, it was like mostly season pass holders. But uh, yeah, we got all this stuff done in three and a half hours and then a rainstorm rolled through and it probably wasn't that long of a shutdown, but we were like, yeah, that's good. So the only thing we really would have liked to have done is wave pull more. Um, it is $45, $15 for parking. That might seem a little expensive for a water park, I'd say for regional, but when you're talking Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge area, when you're spending 15 bucks for a five minute ride on an Alpine coaster, I think the value is completely there. Yeah. The only water park that I've done in that area is the one over at, uh, at Dollywood splash country. Right. Um, and I probably should compare those two because I did do it last year. We only had like an hour because of rain shutdowns. So we only got about an hour in, so we only did a little bit of it. Um, the slides totally blow it away. There's no question about it. The slides are inf infinitely better at, at uh, Soaky Mountain. I'd say the water park is nicer at Dollywood. Um, it's a shame that this thing was built. I looked at the, uh, the satellite images. It was built right. They basically clear cutted the entire side of the mountain, did some land terraforming, and, you know, like, I wish they had built it into a forest that they, already, they started with a little bit. Uh, obviously that's more money it's you have to deal with like leaves and the pools and all that stuff and but i don't know it felt a little sterile it it just felt a little you know what i mean just like water slide after water slide plopped down and a lot of concrete everywhere and just that that's the only complaint i have about it but it's not that big of an issue um the food offerings they had food two food trucks and like two eateries the food trucks actually looked like they had some really good meals prices were pretty standard like 10 bucks for a meal or so um but like they had a taco truck they had a uh like a mac and cheese truck and they both looked awesome the taco truck is really cool it was like a i think it was a converted like a uh, london bus double decker and they uh then they cut off the top of the well 
yeah, they cut off the top of the London bus and then they had uh, stairs walking up there and uh, places to eat. So you could eat and it was like an observation deck as well. So you could eat on top of the, t- the, uh, the taco truck <laughs> and it was like a really good viewpoint of the entire park. So that was, that was neat. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a great start. General manager has been in the business for, he addressed everybody when the park opened saying how, you know, happy he is and everything that goes through to get open and everything. And then we looked him up on LinkedIn and he's been at places like the Gaylord water park in Nashville, which I had no idea existed at the Gaylord hotel. I didn't realize there was any kind of water park there. Um, and then, uh, he was like at wet and wild, uh, Palm Springs and like some water park in, uh, Virginia Beach. So he's been in the industry for like 20 years and he seems like a nice guy. He said, you know, if you have any problems and you see me later in the day, let us know. We want to address the issues. I would have loved to, I didn't, I wanted to talk beforehand, but I didn't want to, I wanted to experience the park first. And then if I ran into him again, I would have like asked him some questions and maybe seen if he wanted to be on camera or not. But like, uh, yeah, seemed like a good start. And, um, that's as far as social distancing, we were really worried about going to it, but since it was not very crowded, we never, it was never an issue ever. So that, that was fine. So, and then, uh, after we did that mountain coaster, cause we did that in the morning, the Silky mountain, we drove to West Virginia, slept for a few hours and drove to Hershey park for the uh, first rider event. Um, Unfortunately, I was only able to do it because I, I, we just got, I got a king size season pass that allows like three entries into the park for Ariel. So she was like, uh, three times is enough for me to go. And it was only for king size season pass holders. So I was only able to get it to go, but fortunately she'll be able to go next week. And uh, yeah, um, first of all, I got to start with the people that were behind us um, waiting in line they openly were talking about how they they had like kids that were like eight years old but they saw the baby stroller and at one point they're like yeah i just can't live without this baby stroller we need it for bring our stuff in <laughs> we were just like oh dear God. <laughs> i always say like the hershey park crowd is in some ways very similar to the walt disney crowd and <laughs> that those kind of aspects very similar in some ways you, you can see some things uh and not the good things not the good things about the crowd um yeah the, the one of the managers or came over and is like what are you guys doing first he's like you don't have a kid and first of all you're here for an hour and i think it, i must have said it on this the uh the invitation don't bring things because like he was like we told you not to bring things and what do you need for an hour that you need to bring multiple book bags and, <laughs> and all that stuff. It's just like, what is going on here? <laughs> hmm. um, uh, the, the Chocolate Town, uh, it is like, basically it was still a construction zone. <laughs> we were walking one construction worker to another, putting final details into everything. Um, granted, this is just a preview for Candemonium, so it's kind of understandable they're rushing to finish everything up. Of course, there were some people who were complaining, they should have put overtime in. They had all this time to finish it up. They had all this extra time since it was supposed to open a month ago. I'm like, wow, you are so disconnected from reality, aren't you? <laughs> Mandatory going in to build the roller coaster jobs. Oh, oh my God. Oh my goodness. I, I just, 
some people, man. Um, so, uh, yeah. So it seemed like most of the stuff in 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 the park, the new area was completed for the most part. The new fountain's not completed. The carousel has a little bit of stuff to finish, but it's installed and everything. The building looks marginally better. It's still like it's just not look classic looking. You know, it's like you know a corrugated steel uh, roof. So it's it you know the same stuff that cedar point put on breakers for a while and then decided hey maybe that wasn't the greatest idea yeah it was cheap but you know what it, it really doesn't look all that great <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks very cheap um I, I think it looks infinitely better than the one they had before so i'm not complaining too much and that one is going to be a seating area for this year um, I'd love for the condor to come back and put that there or a sky screamer or something that would be fantastic for that area um, where the old carousel was, where the old carousel building was. Um, moving into it, uh, the Candemonium, one of the few 2020 coasters that's actually going to open. Um, so yeah, obviously I have a lot of, uh, I, I've, I've seen this more than probably anybody there. <laughs> I've spent more time with it than anybody else other than the construction workers. So I, I had a lot of, uh, I don't know. I didn't really set my expectations too high because I knew it was just a B&M hyper, but I was getting more and more excited as the testing happened and ele some elements went in and all that stuff. Um, as I said, only one ride allowed and uh, they weren't really allowing you to pick your seat. I probably should have asked to ride in the last row. Um, they probably would have commented at me, but I was absent-minded at that point. So I got row five. Um there's seven rows. It's a shorter train like Mako. Um, it does have the seatbelt like Cedar Fairs do. Um, and for some reason, I've, I, I noticed it a lot more than Fury and all those others. I don't know why. Maybe just because the spring on the retractor is just not really, you know, broken in and all. And it's still got its, its uh, you know, it's fully, has the, it, it's not worn out at all. So I definitely felt it. it it's not like it's really stopped me from being lifted up but it definitely was noticeable um it's hard to say uh how how it i i'm i i just did in first impression video and uh i'm going to hopefully do a review later this week once i get at least the front and back seat ride um i'm hoping that the front is better because like goliath and mako are definitely front seat rides in my opinion and uh i'm hoping that's a little bit better uh, airtime is pretty good uh, through most of the hills. Uh, super smooth, like ba basically no rattle whatsoever. Maybe a little bit in the turnaround, but that's about it. Um, the first break was not hitting after the turnaround, thankfully, but the one after the uh, before the final helix is hitting, so it kind of kills that final hill. And the helix is definitely not very powerful. It's it's kind of what you would expect of that final turnaround of Mako, um, unfortunately. Uh, it's a fun ride. I wasn't expecting it to blow me away, but I was expecting it to be... I, 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 was, I thought it might have contention of being my favorite being in a hyper at this point. Definitely is not. But it's, I'm not going to judge a ride. Anyone who reviews a ride over one review or after one ride is... I don't think that's no. I can't do it that. It depends. 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 I don't know. 
especially do you need how many SLC rides on SLC do you need? Well, yeah, you, that one is just like okay, it's not very good. It, 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 review done. Or or if something um, like like it, there are really actively bad rides. You know what I'm saying? Like right. And I I don't necessarily go ride the actively terrible thing twice for the purpose right. of, of right. reviewing it. <laughs> Well, you don't need to. Like, you know, right. it's not. It's, it's something you, like. Can, it's Ken Moon's a good ride. It's a good ride, and it, I think it deserves more than one ride to give it a fair review. Yeah, yeah. I, if it's a really good ride to like to figure out where it kind of fits in, I can see that. But also, like, you know, um, for whatever reason, I, I guess I mean B and M rows are pretty far apart, but I, I guess they're close to six feet or close enough to six feet that they were loading every row. I was very surprised with that. Now, Six Flags was um, like every row on everything, like even down to Larson Larson scooters, which is just stupid because those things are definitely far enough apart. Yeah. Um, whereas Dollywood was like every other row on some stuff, but some stuff they would like like the Drop Tower would be like one group, then two seats, then another group, then two seats. But the Dizzy Disc was uh, every one-third of the capacity, every, you know, one seat, then two seats. And the matter of their groups or not, it was all over the place. Um, with this, it's it's just one group per train. So there was a bunch of empty seats on it. So it wasn't a full train. And I was one of the first rides. So it, it's good. I, I think it's what they wanted. They, I don't think... I, I just I can't imagine... Sky Rush is what they ordered. <laughs> I just, I, I don't see it. Them saying, hey, we're this Hershey Park. We're, you know, we're kind of known for our coasters. We're also kind of known for family coast families. Uh, yeah, build us the most intense coaster. Uh, one of the top 10 intense coasters in the world. <laughs> Do you think that they, they ended up deciding to go with this because they didn't get what they wanted out of Sky Rush? I don't know. I, I, I think they will. It seems like they might've wanted to build a giga, but uh, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say, right? Like we're not in the room with them, obviously. So we don't know no, like, what the idea I don't was. Know. Giga just seems like what they should have done, but it seems like there might've been some pullback from the township. But then again, it's like the Hershey corporation kind of owns the township. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I just don't, <laughs> I can't like, see I, that being where the rub is. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, not at all. Like um, they dominate everything there. Right. They can do what they want. Um, and I, I, they could have double, they could have doubled back on themselves and and fit the layout in there easily, right? Yeah, easily. They could have just doubled back on it and be a double out and back, and then there you go. You got your giga. Like drop right into a a, a wicked turnaround because you got to get at that extra height, but you don't have the length of the site. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's fine, and I, I want to talk about it in a week or two again. I definitely do. Um, as far as the the evening goes on it, it's like a bunch of like it's it's it's. It's Hershey the ride, basically. It's just, it's a bunch of like, you enter in and it's just like little like snippets of like wrappers. Like you'll see like an R for Reese's or like uh, the A for Almond Joy, like a square pattern across the the ceiling at like an angle. Uh, Stuff like that. The cattle pen is terrible on this ride. I never want to ride this ride with a line ever. It's, it's going to be so boring because 
you're underneath the transfer track. They basically blocked out uh, any view outside. Uh, there's nothing to look at. So, um, yeah, I was wondering where the queue was. I, I guess I probably figured it was in the station, but I never really thought about it too much for whatever reason, despite the fact of analyzing image after image. Um, yeah, and despite being one of the widest stations I've ever seen, uh, the 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 station really only holds like one or two groups, and with social distancing, one group. And if you've seen the the pics of uh, the station from my updates, like th that station is like wider than it is longer, like the train length. It's it's wider. Yeah, it's it's that's just interesting. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's 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 okay. Uh, I didn't as far as social distancing and mass usage. I was so occupied with my filming and um, I I was pretty early getting in. So they had every single like they had nothing skippable. So I had to walk through the entire cattle pen. So by the time I got up there, I was I was pretty much straight on. So I I can't really comment if people were going to social distance when I was waiting for to be scanned my ticket. Uh, the people right behind me were like right up on my butt and they're like they gave me issues up on it like the six feet doesn't matter i'm like <sighs> yeah uh but from what i saw of hershey they were the most strictest and no like i feel like alan i feel like this is the time that the park and guests and they they literally don't need to be nice they don't need to be nice about people not following these rules you're agreeing to these rules i don't expect them to be nice i don't want them to be nice i want them to be like move back do what you're told get your fucking mask on or get the fuck out and we won't uh, we will remove you right away without refund like because that's what they should be doing because if they don't, they're going to get fucking shut down. And PA, PA is not going to fuck around. Ohio's not fucking around. Look at, look at Kalahari. They pretty much almost got shut down because they did nothing. They didn't even do, they didn't even move like chairs and tables apart. They did nothing to really prevent anything. Like it's... Yeah, people are being better than I expected, but at the same time, I'm a little disappointed with uh, some, especially Rydos. I kind of get it because, like, they don't really want to get in the middle of that. But security, I wish, was more, was a little bit more just, you know, babysitting people. So. I think, I, I get what you're saying. and I'm not saying, like, I disagree. It's just that it's kind of what I expect because ultimately the, the industry is about pleasing people so that they come right. back. And these are the, these are the people who are coming out right now. It's like mostly it's, it's a really solid like 50, 50 mix of like some people that care and a lot of people that don't. And I, I would say that the only thing that we can do is to basically say, all right, look, I'm not going to patronize parks where there isn't any kind of, you know, attempt made uh either by the patrons or by the park itself that's that's really all you can do and yeah i mean it's 
this is a very self-regulating thing across the board. Like, you know, if you've paid attention to anything that's been going on, you know at this point that there's, there's not really a federal response to COVID. Um, the states, some of them just don't even care, it seems like, what's happening, though. Then they have to sometimes spring back the other way, like Arizona is. Um, and, and there's been, you know, some restrictions that have been put in places like Texas as well to try and stem some of the increase of cases. So I think that this is going to be a thing that for the entire year and possibly even next year, you know, we're going to be going back and forth about this for a while about not wearing masks, wearing, wearing masks, you know, enough people having this be a real thing to them where they start to, um, they start to wear masks and, and that usage increasing or parks just not succeeding because people won't go to them because there's not where, like, I'm not going to go to Indiana beach until I start seeing people wear masks, you know, like yeah, I, I, I'll pull. And I totally will. I, I will, I will go right away. No problem. If they decide to do what's right. So, you know, seeing the video of, of Kentucky kingdoms opening and not seeing very many or any masks there. Same thing. It's like, I'm sorry. You got to at least try. You got to try. And these enthusiasts who are supporting these parks that don't do anything, I hate you even more. (laughs) I think the people that are just outright denying that COVID is I don't hate you. I just, okay, I don't hate you. That's really strong. I I think you're you're sending a bad you're sending a bad example. They're deluding themselves. They're lying to themselves that they think that this isn't really an issue. They are. Yeah. And I That's think, I guess, I guess since we last podcast, you know, my friend's mother-in-law died from it. Yeah. I mean, I've been lucky. I haven't really had any, you know, significant things come my way yet as a result of COVID. I've been very lucky in that sense, but I know that other people are not going to be in that boat. And I know that eventually it'll be, it'll hit much closer to home than it has thus far because it's just inevitably how it's going to go. Um, but, you know, I think the people that are out there that are promoting that masks aren't useful in spite of the litany of science to the contrary. Um, the CO2 thing is just... I, it's ridiculous. I mean, people, like I, I said, people yeah. are just looking for anything they can to justify their opinion. It was one dumbass trucker who wore an N95 for like three days who had pre, pre-existing conditions. Like, like go to the source. <laughs> like I said, in the end, what's going to end up happening, regardless, the states can even stop testing if they want to, honestly. It's not going to make a difference because if it's actually going to spread and it's actually going to kill people, they're going to show up in the hospital. And at that yeah. point, you can't, you can't, you can't pretend it's not there. Yeah. So, and by the way, I, I didn't have any problems with masks. And by the way, oddly enough, today at Hershey Park was the hottest day of the, the last two weeks. By far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hot in the upper, the, upper Midwest yeah, right now. The South was mild. It was very nice. It was ridiculously nice. Um, yeah, I, I had no problem with the 10 hour days, uh, and there's plenty of places to go and, um, 
you know, take off your mask and take a breather. And, you know, if you're sitting on a bench and eating something, I'm okay with that. Uh, e- even if you're sitting on a bench, for the most part, I'm okay with that. It's the people who are just walking around with not a care in the world, like, and I'm passing inches by, like, fuck you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, I really didn't have any problems wearing a mask. It didn't bother me whatsoever. Um, I, the only problem I had was I hadn't shaved for like eight, nine days and that got really itchy, <laughs> but that was my fault. So yeah. shave if you, that, that's, that's, if you're think that's the problem or I guess, you know, that I, your beard's going to grow back. It's, it's not pertinent, I guess. I don't know. Some people are just don't want to do whatever they have to do to, I don't know, protect people like, you know it's it's just it's just dumbfounded me that you some people will do so much to protect themselves from other things that makes so much sense or sometimes it's like overprotective of some things it's like why are you making such a big deal about this like roller coaster safety holy shit (laughs) holy shit really like roller coaster safety like the issues that people like oh my god i'm not gonna go on that ride it's so unsafe like i heard that someone got stuck on it for uh, five hours and had to be offered water the entire time. <laughs> but a hundred oh, no. and something thousand people die and it's like, well, it's not that big a deal. No, not that big a deal. Or, you know, like, you know, like you'll, parents will do anything to protect their child, but not in this case, they won't because we don't wear masks. <sighs> it's, it's a very strange situation, but and at, again, at time, I, I don't, care whether or not it's helpful or not i don't care what you think all we know is it's an issue it can kill a lot of people it's killed a lot of people it's not a great number um it's preventable yeah and we didn't have to go through this entire it didn't have to be this bad you know other countries have reopened and their cases are not spiking like this they're going up a little bit because that's to be expected, but they're not like this. Like you, all you have to do is look at the European curve and the amount of, te- oh God, we're, we're just getting into the just <laughs> obvious. It, it is like, like I said, you could show people these graphs and they don't care. Cause they're like, well, we're not, we're not those countries. And it, it, at the end of the day, like, what are you going to do? All you can do is just wait for the inevitable and hope it doesn't happen. Hope, hope it does disappear as though by miracle it's not going to no but you know all you can do is try and protect yourself as best as possible that's really about it that's that's your best option and Uh, yeah i I will complain about one thing i'm not a fan that cedar fair is only allowing one reservation per park at a time yeah um especially cedar point that's the resort that's like in fairness with Cedar really Point, sucks. you know, as, as somebody who's staying at breakers and so I'm apparently guaranteed to get in. Um, yeah. But you're only guaranteed one day per night. You're not even guaranteed two nights. Dude, you're not guaranteed two days. Yeah. I mean, it's only the day preceding your, your night stay. So I have a two night stay. So I've got the Saturday and the Sunday. Right. And you know, at the very least, I, I went ahead and reserved with my platinum pass for Saturday already. 
So I feel like it's kind of like you're double dipping to get that Sunday too. But right. If I'm not able to get in, I'll figure out something. Like I'm not. I'm not that. I want to say I'm not concerned about it, but it's not my. It's We're not my top not level. Too concerned either, because we actually looked at the numbers and Kings Island was like letting in. Oh God. I forget the numbers. I'm sorry. Uh, 15,000, I think, during season pass preview. It was either 15 or 20, and then it was increasing it during the regular the regular days once season pass preview. It's increasing it like another 5,000. Mm. Which, I mean, 15 or 20 or 25,000 is really not that much. It's pretty low. Um, but Cedar Point, it seems like even on the uh, past the season pass preview days, it's like 8,000. 8, so our thought processes, they've uh, allocated a lot of tickets to, you know, the, the hotel. And, you know, do you, I, don't, I don't think they'll book everything up. Do you? Um, I doubt it. I'd be really surprised. So our thought process is hopefully they will release a lot of tickets the, the you know, the the day of the day before and then we'll be able to once we you know go into the park that day hopefully we'll be able to reserve it for the next day and uh it'll be all good but it's not great going knowing that like you know unless you want a guaranteed day the minimum you have to spend is i think for express and the campground the cheapest you can get is like 130 and that's like yeah so it's it's not it's it's what it is uh Dollywood had restrictions. They've, they've dropped them all. Kings Island added a second day because I guess there wasn't enough uh, second day allowed for the past previews because there wasn't enough demand. So it's evolving. And uh, Six Flags, you can, you can reserve as much as you freaking want. <laughs> uh, I did say at one point, I think that if you like continuously do not show up, they, they will pretty much... Uh, they might prevent you from coming for a while. But the problem with the Six Flags ones, you can't cancel it. You can change it, but you can't cancel it. <laughs> Which is annoying. So, But, uh, yeah, I mean, do you have any plans? You said you're still winning around. Do you have any... Your Cedar Point's your first plan, right? So here's here's what I've got right now. So this weekend, again, is another trip that will almost assuredly not involve any amusement parks. And, and I will actually be, while we're talking right now, I'm just going to double check that the amusement park drive-in hasn't miraculously gotten its kitty coaster back up and running. That thing is so cool, by the way, that it goes around the freaking drive-in screen. That's so cool. I want to ride it just because of that novelty. I want it to, to do its thing and to, to, to serve. Like, actually, this is a great time for that movie theater because they can run... They're like one of the few things that can keep running. Yeah, um, it was so annoying that PA, PA prevented that for the longest time. And I'm just like, dude, come on. Like, people want to get out a little bit. Like, this is the perfect thing. Like, allow reservations, close the, the stand. They're not going to make any money, but at least they can pay their bills and uh, survive. Like, because they make most of their money off of the concession. But or maybe have like a really limited menu that they can, you know, uh, 
they can control, right? You know, you know, it's a get it at the door type deal instead of going inside of somewhere. But like that, that frustrated me that the three driving three years, uh, uh, just around the Allentown area, they, they've opened now, but it wasn't until like two, three weeks ago that they reopened. I'm just like, Oh man, come on. It's perfect. So, and Dorney's doing driving fireworks for the 4th of July, which seems dumb. <laughs> Ariel's like, you want to go? I'm like, not really. <laughs> yeah, I find... So anyways, going to Montana, going to be going fishing, um, which I'm very excited about. I'm going to... As I understand it, it's the most remote county in North America uh, and outside of Alaska. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so, you know, I don't, uh, I don't know a whole lot about the area that I'm going to, quite frankly, but... Does that make the coaster the, probably the most remote coaster in the United States? I think the one, in, um, the one in North Dakota, in Bismarck, is. Oh, really? Okay. That uh, super slide. Um, but uh, the Billings one would be way up there, because it's not any closer to anything. Like, it's probably... I would guess it's about six or seven hours from there to Silverwood. Yeah. Which would be the next thing over. I I haven't heard anything about Silverwood, but I guess that's because it's far, far away from everybody. Um, So nobody's been able to go. Um, I've seen a few people. I I, I don't know what their policies are. um, So anyways, the Montana trip is, is obviously forthcoming. Um, that's, that's just a few days. I leave on Wednesday evening and I should probably pack at some point. Um, aside from that, uh, the following weekend is Cedar point opening weekend, which I'll be at. It wasn't planned to be opening weekend. We just figured it would probably be available. And so we booked it and now it is, um, Kings Island the following weekend and then question marks and then a road trip. Um, Wait, is it the following weekend? Okay. So I'll be uh, the 24th through the 26th. I'm still like not sure what I'm going to do right now. Um, that's that's a that's up in the air. And then from the 31st of July through the 9th of August, I'll be on the road. Uh, and that is that's a trip I'm excited for. Um, oh, okay. But uh, the weekend after Cedar Point's the weekend we talked about, by the way. Yeah, no, I know. And I, I, right now I'm kind of tentatively planning to do Kings Island for that weekend. Um, Uh-oh. But we'll see. I don't know. I, I, the pro- I need to see what's going on with Texas. I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing. Like, I can change it, but yeah, it's <laughs> Texas's COVID cases increasing makes me leery of booking anything there until there's a decrease or it even just stabilizes and that hasn't happened yet. So because if, if it continues up in this, in the way that it is right now, they'll, they'll be closed down again by the end of the week. And, and I also, I'm also a little leery of having to fly American to get good flights given that they're going to fill up the planes. Oh, Um, okay. So there's a couple Ariel. Ariel said it was pretty good on Frontier for the most part, but not really. <laughs> yeah, I mean Delta is is pretty committed to like with any any plane that has three seats. 
Um, I, I I told her like whatever the upgrade is, like pay pay it, and then she got there and a guy was in her seat, and she's like, I pay for that seat, get out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's he's like. He's like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. And the funny thing is she had a friend who was a flight attendant on her, and she could have just – she's like, you don't have to pay for it. I would have moved you anyway. So I'm like – she's like, I just wanted to be sure. Like, I'm like, it was $18. I'm like, don't screw around with it. Get a seat that's not – like, she was booked in a – they gave her a middle seat. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, pay for something better. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're just trying to – we're trying to figure out exactly – there's still some, there's a lot of potential. There's a lot of stuff that's out there that like, I don't know if I'm even doing it now. Like my flights got changed for the trip to Little Rock slash Alabama. Um, they're not terrible, but they're also not great either. So I have to debate whether or not I'm going to do that. I don't know if my dad's going to come in August. I don't know if I'm going to go to Disney World for the same reason as everybody else who has something planned this summer in Orlando. Um, oh, that's a that's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even that that's another thing where I'm going to have to rebook my flights two weeks before, because basically I've gone from a nice evening flight where I would have had about five six hours at Epcot to mid afternoon flight because that's the only one that Delta had left after they canceled everything else and having like two hours. So. I have to like ask for time. Like it's it's a mess. Like the whole summer is a mess at the moment. And aside like once you get into the airfare thing, you start to lose individual control of what you're doing, which is why I'm now flying through like Salt Lake City instead of Minneapolis and not coming home to Lansing because they killed all the flights to my local airport. So um is it even operating? Uh, for FedEx, yeah. Okay. But so, otherwise... But no passenger, yeah. Yeah, basically all passenger services ceased. Okay. Um, and that's that's pretty much true of every airport around me, except for Detroit. So um, I, I shouldn't say that, but like Grand Rapids has like maybe five or six commercial flights a day now instead of like five an hour. You know, it's... Um, it's tough. So for me, it's, it's definitely a, you have to book a couple weeks out sort of thing. Um, you know, just even looking at the airfare right now for Dallas, like my return flight taking Delta would be at three o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday, which is not really ideal coming back from Amarillo. Um, but I, you know, I'm still looking, so it's not totally out of the question, but I don't know. Um, yeah, it's just, it's tough. Like I could sit here and be like, yeah, I want to go to New Hampshire because the New Hampshire parks will be open, but I got to reserve, you know, my day at Santa's village and, you know, can you reserve a day at Santa's village and go to Storyland in the same day now? Used to be no problem, but today I have no idea. So... Yeah, it's this is not going to be uh, a year where I get a hundred credits. That's for sure. This this is definitely not going to be that. Yep. So I mean, I think that's <sighs> yeah. Disney's a whole other thing. Like, like I, I don't think I don't know that uh, maybe they'll open. Maybe they won't. Who knows? 
So, um, yeah, I have to say though, I was, I have to say, I'm just shocked that Six Legs did way better than I ever expected. Like way better. And by the way, that, that screening technology they have for security and then the, the, the temperature check is amazing. You just walk down this tunnel and you're, you're through security and as fast as you can walk. <laughs> it's amazing. That's fantastic. It's, I, you know, like those are things like you wish they could have done it a long time ago. And Hershey you know? had the same thing. Hershey had the same thing. It was, I, it, it, I don't know if this technology was available up until recently or they were just really expensive, but regardless the amount of like labor that they're going to save on this thing, I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a no brainer, <laughs> uh, fantastic. When you when we went to Dollywood and they were just like kind of like, kind of looking through our bags because they didn't want to be too invasive or too close to touching things. It was just like, yeah, okay, this is the old way. It's not great. So, so, but yeah, that, that's that's the most amazing thing. Oh, and mobile ordering is amazing too at Six Flags, by the way. It works so well for the most part. So it's great. I I wish I, I'm getting the sense increasingly that. Um, I, I don't believe that Great America is going to open this year. Oh, no. God, no. It doesn't seem like it. I mean, you've heard like nothing out of there. Virginia, I don't know. They might try to like sue and try to get themselves open like, like you know, Cedar Fair did. But uh, no, you don't hear anything about Illinois at all, which is, I don't know. I, it's a, I didn't even realize the cases were that bad there, but they're just being overly cautious. So. Again, I, I even with all these problems, I still feel a lot better in a park than anywhere else, um, for sure. Like, oh yeah, compared to like, just compared to like sitting in a restaurant, I mean, or a movie theater or something like that. Like, I can't even picture going to a movie theater at the moment. We, There's I no had way. two, I had two meals in Chattanooga, and uh, it was okay. One, I mean, one was open open air deck, so like you know the possibility is pretty low. And the other one, we like, you know, they, they didn't have to, but that, 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 the restaurant we went to, I'm sorry, I don't know because I was just brought there. I forgot what it was. This in Chattanooga it was amazing. Um, they, they've chosen to not be at full capacity on their own, which I, I'll support that place completely. Like they didn't have to do that. So, and then we were like at this booth that was like all on our own. There was nobody near us. It was great. So, uh, it, it, but those were the times and then when we drove through Gatlinburg it was just like seas of people but like barely anybody with masks I'm just like yeah okay so I don't care whether or not it's necessary or not I don't feel comfortable and I, I don't know how anybody can I just don't so I mean I hope we can look back at it and say that we were too cautious but no and be proud. I, I wish we could look back and say we're too cautious. But I feel like my overt pessimism on these turns out to be semi prescient. Like, <laughs> we've been, I feel like we've been at the leading edge of like this whole discussion for the most part. For it, you know what annoys me? Do you know what annoys me? I'm sorry, but what annoys me? This is going to be the most controversial thing I've ever said. I probably should say it. Say it. But people still talk about 9-11 and 
that was a terrible situation. It was terrible. Lots of people lost their lives. But it was three, 4,000 people. And we're still talking about it. And not as much as we did in the first 10 years, but it's still, especially in New York City, it's definitely on people's minds still. And we still see it at the, the airports and even our theme parks. Um, the response to a lot of what happened there, how rethinking security and all that, that was just three to 4,000 people. This is, what is the, what are the numbers up in the United States and worldwide? It's what, a, it's bad. But it, it feels like some people, it, they've completely forgotten that that's still going on or even happened. Or it's not a big deal. I, I just don't understand. Like, it's not like these people are dying from COVID or any less innocent than the people who died in those buildings that day. Or, or George Floyd, the same deal. Like, <sighs> I think, so here, here's my opinion on it. Do you want to take do you want okay. this take? Okay. This is so outside the, the, the boundaries of what we typically discuss. So I guess these days we're like whatever. Percent yeah. COVID podcast, like everybody else. Well, I mean the other the other half is doing it too. It's not like we're the we're not addressing it at all. Like I, I like our friends over at in the loop kind of tried to like do a podcast where they didn't even mention it and made it seem like it was normal and it was really weird. Like, like I don't, I didn't, I wasn't offended by it or anything, but I was just like, wait, what, what am I in a time machine right now or an alternate reality? It was, it was just bizarre. Um, so here, anyway, here it is. Go ahead. Here's, here's your breakdown. Number one, um, in the United States, we have not gone to a point, even in New York city where the caseload was at like an Italy level. Like, we have the video from Italy, but Italy's not America. You know, where there's there's tons of stretchers everywhere. And, you know, the death toll is insane and all the rest of that. So we don't have that image in America, for the most part. It's number one. Number two, the fact is the majority of people who are dying of this are, are old people. And a lot of younger people can, can just chalk that up as being like, yeah, they were old. Time. It was their time. It was their time. Number three, the people that are out there that continuously talk about 9-11 and foreign invaders and all the rest of it are doing so because they have some degree of racism that they are not willing to accept or admit that they have more than likely. Some of them will admit it. Um, but they have a, their concern exists in a greater sense about you know these foreigners coming and killing them at their Walmart in rural West Virginia, or even you know suburban Indiana or whatever. Um, as unrealistic as that is, versus the much more likely realities of having they or a family member die of COVID or any number of other you know things that they push to the side or try to, to minimize the effects of like mass shootings, for example. So those are kind of the three things 
right there where you look at that and go, okay, like that's, you know, those are sort of the contributing factors as to why there are still people that will look at this differently than they look at 9-11. But to me, there's no question that this is a bigger overall event historically and for the rest of our lives that 9-11 was. I mean, for starters, there's no actual end to the COVID epidemic in the United States in sight. There isn't one. Even as, as while we're talking about this and parks are reopening, the positive numbers of cases are increasing in a number of states to the point where they're reclosing facilities. And the fact of the matter is, as that, that yo-yo goes back and forth, a lot of people are never, I shouldn't say will, are never, but there are people who will not for not just months, but years, feel, feel comfortable with exiting their homes to go do things. Doing things is commercial activity. Without commercial activity, people will lose their jobs and there will be essentially an economic depression for years. And there's, there's nothing in terms of what's going on with, with what's happening right now that's going to stop that until it's, it's under control. Because until people feel safe to leave their house, they won't the end and and the fact is the people that are in cities where this disease has transmitted the most and you have the largest number of positives those are the people that basically drive the actual economic engine of the country not laid off mine workers not people who pick fruit not farmers and i I know farmers will probably be mad at that but it's the truth all you have to do is look at what the GDP is of Kansas versus New York City. Not New York, just New York City. You tell me what's real. I know it and they know it. So it doesn't even, it doesn't even matter if Mississippi reopens. Other than, you know, maybe some of the people from Mississippi will infect other people because Mississippi is ultimately irrelevant. It's a, it's a, it's a developing nation that just so happens to be part of the economic unit that is the U.S., So, so that's that's where we're at. It's this is like a socio-political thing, and we all know that. That's that's why people don't wear masks because they want to look mask. Somehow they think that there's some sort of tie to masculinity and religion and individual freedom that all ties into it, and it's ridiculous. And they can't even none of them could even actually explain to you how that is without sounding like complete fucking psychopaths. Without sounding like they they you know, have their entire attic covered in aluminum foil. So what do you do? I don't know. I don't, there's nothing I can do about it. All you have to do is basically wait for more people to die and hopefully people wake up. But I don't know how many people are going to have to go. Just is what it is. Has to be a sizable enough number that can no longer be denied by a large section of the population. Yeah. Or alternately, the flip side, which is probably much more likely, is that, you know, we actually managed to have a real election. And th- none of this is none of this is perfect either. But like we actually have an election in the United States of America in November. Donald Trump loses and Joe Biden is the president. And even Joe Biden in his most dementia ridden state possible is going to have somebody go do something there'll be some sort of response at that stage. Not saying it'll be fixed, you know, immediately, but 
in two, three months, will basically be South Korea. With some, some, you know, some frustration and hemming and hawing in some states. Yeah, yeah, this is the worst thing ever. This guy's, yeah, look what he did. First thing he did, yeah, yeah, of course. <sighs> that's that's where we're at, and there's there's you know, you're, you can't even talk to most of these people at this stage. They've just completely lost their minds. So, oh, like, and when I went through these shops and Helen, like with the Trump stuff in front, like, like I was just like. Look, I'm not gonna. I'm I'm not gonna be that close-minded to say just because you have a Trump thing out there. Because a the person could be like, well, that shit sells. I'm gonna sell it. And yeah, I I I, you know I'm as much as I would hate to sell it. If I'm a business owner, like sure, go ahead, waste your money. (laughs) Go ahead, go ahead, buy it. But. Uh, it would seem like, do you support it or do you just have it for sale? Like that was always in my mind when I was going into any store with that Trump stuff. But, uh, you know, I, I have so many questions that are so beyond a roller coaster podcast that it's just. <laughs> I, I mean, look. I have never, let me put it this way. I have never cared about politics, but it's so bad that I actually want to start caring about politics. That's how bad it is. Yeah, Alex. I mean, at some point you have to be like, okay, we have to, we gotta, we gotta like, put I don't, to this. I'll, I will be completely honest here. I'm not that informed. I, I, I don't understand things that well. You know, like I know there's a Republican Party. I know there's a Democrat Party. I don't understand why someone would just blatantly choose the Republican Party over the Democratic Party no matter what, like despite the person's qualifications. I don't understand that. Someone explain that to me. You probably could, but we don't need to explain it here. We don't, yeah, we don't need to do that. <laughs> but <laughs> We don't need to get into that within the context of the podcast. This is off the rails. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm glad parks are open. Uh, I hope I didn't get anything while going. I was as careful as possible. Um, but you know, uh, that's all we can do right now. All we can do is try and function in the world as safely as we can. Yeah. And And, I mean, here's how, how cautious I'm being. I had a sore throat yesterday and I was like, you know what? I don't know what that is. It's a, it's a, it's a symptom. And guess what? They will test me for free because of that one symptom. I put mm -hmm. the appointment just to be careful because I want to be responsible, you know? So I, I don't want to cancel the next two weeks of trips, but I will because I need to be responsible and it's the right thing to do. I have but, already had two COVID tests. I had to do it myself, by the way, at this testing place. I am not <laughs> looking forward to that one little bit. Ariel showed me the video and she showed me the, the, the procedure because some places they'll do it for you and some they're more like, have fun with that. You're doing it on your own. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. It's gonna be a blast. Oh, oh I just great. you know what? I, I like I said, I try to take care of myself. Hopefully that helps take care of other people and me, and that's all I could do. Um but I accept yeah. the possibility that I could get COVID at some point too. Like I, yeah, I know and that. It if it was six months ago, I'd just chop it off to, you know, something or a cold or something like that. Not that big of a deal. If, but if I just... were over the age of like fifty five or sixty, I wouldn't do any of this shit. Oh God, no! And there's some there's of those no people way. there. And oh, by the way, those people with the baby stroller—they also had—they were also like, 
you know oh and the guy was also where's your masks and they're like medical condition i'm like I just don't understand why you would want to be there if you're a medical condition. I just don't understand. I, I don't know why parks would even allow them in. I, I just, it's not even, it's, they're allowed to refuse, aren't they? No. They're not? Not for a medical condition. Even that? Mm-mm. It, but you have to abide by the policies though. But like, oh, so that supersedes it. Right. It's it's a protected, If if you actually have a medical condition, it's considered protected. But the thing is like you can, as a company, you can sit there and be like, I want to see a note from your doctor. Right. But then you'll get bad press. Right. And that's why a lot of them don't, some of the airlines are doing that. I want to say Delta is like, if you want to claim that you have an exception because you have a medical condition, you literally have to get your primary care provider to write you a note that says, yes, this person has an applicable preexisting medical condition. Hmm. And their attitude is like, if you don't like it, guess what? Don't fly. I mean, and they're in a little bit, I think, I think depending on the business. I mean, they're already screwed as that is. It's not going to help. It's not going to hurt them much anyways. I was talking about this about, you know, United and American Airlines earlier. Like those two airlines were primarily making their revenue by selling miles to credit card companies, not by actually operating flights. And so when you look at the two airlines that are saying, yeah, we're going to fill up the planes, but it'll be safe. Who are, which airlines is it? Oh, it's, it's the airlines that, you know, are the ones that weren't making any money by actually operating flights. So it tells you like how screwed those guys are that they're like trying to scramble to figure out some way to make revenue. Now Delta's in a different position. So Delta Delta is basically their attitude's always been like, we're not going to be, I would say always, but at least recently has been, we're not going to be the bargain basement airline. If you want to fly us, you have to spend more money, but you'll get, you know, a better experience out of it. Like we'll actually try to help you, you know, stuff like that. And American is basically no different than flying frontier or spirit at this point by comparison. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's part of that difference. And I think the same thing goes for the parks. I think that, you know, some of these parks, honestly, let's be real. I don't think a lot of them care. I really don't. I don't think a lot of parks really care about the safety of the patrons. What they care about is opening up. Right. Well, and not, and not killing them with a mechanical ride necessarily, but the again, disease. My argument is if you want to stay open, you should care. Sure. They're, but they're, they're basically just, they're, they're on a wing and a prayer. That's what they are. They're hoping that they don't get closed down and that they can just run without infecting a bunch of people. Because yeah. I guess the alternative is if they don't open at all for some of them, they're just going to close down no matter what. Yeah. That's what some said, like Waldemere and the East Texas parks. Yeah. Or the West Texas parks. West Texas parks. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure they're not alone. I'm sure there's a bunch of parks in that, in that zone um, right. where, you know, an entire year of lost income is just not anything that they can possibly recover from. You know, it's right. not in the insurance it's not in the insurance that they've got to, oh yeah, the pandemic insurance, you know, uh, maybe flood or something like that, but they're not going to have anything like this. It's just crazy. Uh, my last thing, it's just crazy to think that when this first started, we looked at France, it was like, oh my, or not France, I'm sorry, Spain, um, Italy. Italy, yeah. Uh, and it's like, wow, would never want to go there. And now 
I, I'm at the place, we're living in the place of us, like, wow, would never want to go there. Oh, wait. Oops. You can't, <laughs> even, you can't even leave this country. No, they just put bans on it. I like... I, they, you can't go to Europe right now if you're if you're an American. Hell no. Why would you? Talk Why about freedom. Great freedom, guys. Good work. Yeah, and that's not going to stop anytime soon. They're not going to no. let that anytime soon. No. Japan's not going to let us... A lot of countries aren't going to let us in. And why would they? No, they'll all trade, and that makes a lot of money for them. That's and, it. And uh, they'll hurt in tourism, but... Uh, uh, you know the the very small ship cruise that I have booked for November out of Barbados. Mm-hmm. I'll be surprised if that ends up happening. Not necessarily because, um, you know, I have some issue. Even if I get my passport back, I don't know that I'll necessarily be allowed to go into Barbados, stay for one night, and then go out and do stuff. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. The the cruise industry is hammered that's that's just screwed like that's i don't you're gonna see a lot of ships i don't you feel like you're gonna see a lot of ships being retired yeah carnival's already talking about doing it i I think that i think that you know does the mardi gras even ever open (laughs) i think it probably will because i think they're already building it but they may they may get rid of a bunch of boats in the meantime yeah i just which is good because then we'll see some cheap. We'll see some new. Uh, eventually, when things happen, you'll see some new cruise lines pop up from all these old ships. Yeah, so. that are just sitting around. Yeah, hopefully, I, you know, there's a lot of issues right now, and I think a lot of people don't understand that. You know what that means economically to some developing nations, like the amount of money that's going to be in the Philippines and in Indonesia and places like that this year is going to be way down because of all the money that would have typically come back from staff. So I don't know. You know, we could go on forever about all the after effects and how, you know, how much of a mess it is, but. Um, all right. We'll make it fun next time. We won't we'll make it fun. Time. We hope so. Hopefully we'll have good <laughs> things to chat about. Um, Alex, where can we find you at? Uh, the coaster spot on pretty much everything. And I'm over on gods on safari on Twitter until next time. Take care.